Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's no secret that Facebook has problems. For about a decade now, we've seen the company go through controversy after controversy. Recode writers have covered the scandals and the missteps, and we've talked about a lot of them here on Recode Daily, too. Basically, the company is broken and everyone knows it. And the question now really is, how do you fix it? Shireen Ghaffari covers Facebook for Recode, and this is a question she's been thinking about for years. It is the dominant social media platform globally. It is the most popular one. And, you know, if there's something wrong with it, then we better be thinking about how to fix it. So the problem was when we first wanted to do this story, there were so many different opinions. It was sort of all over the map on what the problem even was with Facebook and then how to fix it. And now I'm you know, excited to try to take a stab at a solutions-oriented approach to covering Facebook's many issues. How do you begin to try and answer a question as big as how do you fix Facebook? Is there an obvious starting point? It's almost a question that maybe is too big for people to answer. But I think the first starting point is what are the main issues that we as a society think Facebook can be contributing to? Is it political polarization? Is it harming the mental health of children? Is it gathering too much data about us in our lives and not being good guardians of that data? So I think, I think you know, the answer and how to fix Facebook is going to depend based on what issues the people you're talking to care about. And what do you think? What do you think are the biggest problem areas for Facebook? What needs to be fixed? So there are huge issues around content moderation and misinformation. So how do you deal with stuff like COVID-19 vaccine hoaxes or you know, violent speech that maybe is in a gray area where it's not clearly a threat, but it's, you know, maybe causing harm. Then there's cybersecurity. There's lack of transparency with how they're collecting our data and if they're doing a good job at safeguarding that. Then there's just, you know, public trust. How are they dealing with politicians? Are they being honest? Are they doing this in a way that has integrity? And then I think the last and probably most fundamental issue from my perspective is around what is the impact of all of this on our well-being? Are people who use Facebook fundamentally um, better off, worse off? Are we happier? Are we more depressed? Are we more politically angry and likely to fight with our neighbors and our uh, you know fellow country members? Or are we actually coming together and having a productive conversation? I think that kind of social psychological impact of these products is probably the most central issue in many ways and why we're seeing so much anger around the harmful effects of Instagram on teenagers' mental health, which recently came to light. And this idea that social media might have a negative impact on mental health isn't new. Facebook has been criticized for years, but what has the company actually done to address this problem and others as they piled up? So I think to Facebook's credit, it hasn't done nothing. It's made a lot of incremental changes. For example, on Instagram, the company started hiding likes. Now, what can be tricky is that sometimes it's not clear if doing something like hiding um, the count of likes 
is actually going to help people's mental health, right? This is all trial and error. And sometimes I think Facebook's critics want to see more fundamental, more serious, more radical change. And that these small fixes are nothing more than superficial attempts in critics' views. That being said, I do think we see the company being like responsive to major criticism sometimes. For example, just yesterday, they halted the development of Instagram for kids because everyone has been raising concerns about this recent Wall Street Journal reporting showing that Instagram can be toxic to teenagers' mental health. They've also done things like change our algorithm in 2018. They tweaked it to supposedly have more meaningful connections, although those Wall Street Journal reporting recently revealed that maybe actually the incentive was more around trying to essentially garner more clicks on Facebook and people to engage more and actually react emotionally to posts. And some studies internally at the company showed it was making people angrier. So, you know, even sometimes Facebook's attempts to make incremental change, uh, it's debatable if they were really made in earnest to address the real problems that people were raising. So after that Wall Street Journal reporting, our colleague Peter Kafka interviewed the head of Instagram, Adam Masseri, who drew an interesting metaphor. He tried to compare uh, the dangers of Facebook to the dangers of cars, saying that cars have added a lot of good to society. And sure, they can be dangerous. So we've added things like seatbelts and airbags to make them safer. Do you think that's a fair metaphor? Well, the other very popular metaphor these days with Facebook is that, is it like big tobacco? Is this harming our kids? Are they hiding the research? And I think that a car is a better analogy than tobacco because there's not a lot of good that comes with tobacco. I can't think of any health benefits of using it. You know, Facebook does really provide a platform for people to talk to each other, to have connections. So in that way, like a car, there's positives. But I think that it's unfair because, you know, the automobile industry has huge amounts of regulations and Facebook really doesn't. Tech doesn't. Right. Um, It is indisputable that cars can cause harm. And we time and time again see Facebook sort of trying to minimize, deny or um, otherwise deflect the harms that it can cause. Whereas you don't see the CEO of Ford saying, oh, this crash data on cars. I don't know if cars are really causing accidents. You know, these accidents might happen anyway. No, it's it's sort of table stakes that, of course, cars can be an issue. And that's why we have seatbelts. That's why we have airbags. And I think that is how the conversation with Facebook can maybe move forward on that metaphor is really trying to think about what are the meaningful regulations similar to the car industry that Facebook is actually ready to accept. Tell me more about what that strategy might look like. What are lawmakers and regulators trying to do? Well, you know, there's a lot of legislation out there on privacy, and it really hasn't picked up enough speed to get passed. And some of it has been out for years. I think after Cambridge Analytica scandal happened in 2018, we saw a round of sort of fiery responses from lawmakers and things. But I think it took lawmakers a while to see the problems more holistically with Facebook and see that this was not just a one-off data breach with Cambridge Analytica. This was not just a one-off of they missed the ball on this, you know, political issue. This is time and time again, the company is dis disappointing lawmakers. Many of them, I talk to their offices, feel some of them feel lied to straight up um, or feel, you know, that Facebook has been disingenuous. I think what lawmakers are hoping is that because there's this renewed anger around Facebook's many missteps on both sides of the political aisle, like we are seeing Republicans and Democrats who come together on practically nothing these days come together on this, that maybe we'll see a stronger push to get some of these bills safeguarding people's privacy. Um, There are bills to basically try to make it harder for Facebook to make acquisitions. There's talks of bills to force Facebook to share more data, trans, like more research um, about its company and let outside researchers study the harms of the platform. 
I think all of that, you know, could potentially help with some of these issues we're talking about. It's just a matter of, is it going to happen? What is it going to look like? And will this actually work? But in a weird way, I also feel like we could have had the same conversation four years ago. So there's sort of this Groundhog Day effect of learning about a problem at Facebook and then people getting upset about it and then Facebook not doing anything or having a sluggish response. But we've had lawmakers and scientists and journalists point this stuff out for years now, yet it feels like there's something different this time around. Have we finally reached a turning point or a moment of reckoning for Facebook? You know, it's too soon to say for sure, but I do think that these recent reports about how Facebook knew that it was causing harm and it didn't do anything meaningful to really change that. And in some cases, it even seemingly hid that research. That's going to stick in a way that some of these past scandals have not because it shows a kind of, you know, apparent negligence that is unprecedented. And I think that there's something about that Instagram research, the fact that the company was not being forthcoming with politicians who asked Facebook, hey, do you have research on how this is affecting teenagers? And Facebook said, essentially, we don't know or disclosed to share it. And then they actually did have that information and it was pretty bad. I think something about that has has angered certain lawmakers to a degree that I, I haven't seen before. And I think time will tell you know, what the consequences are going to be for Facebook. And like you said before, that metaphor with big tobacco is really strong in this regard. Facebook sort of targeting teens and knowing that it was doing harm, but not changing the way it was doing things. There's definitely a case that some of the playbooks that Facebook uses and how it handles the harms that it can cause is a lot like big tobacco. You know, this pattern of, of not being forthcoming about all this research and sort of planting seeds of doubt in any kind of research that's critical about the company on the outside. That's something that big tobacco has done and many people say Facebook is also doing. That being said, again, tobacco unilaterally causes harm, whereas a lot of what happens on Facebook isn't necessarily harmful. So I do think we have to keep that in mind. And when we ask how to fix Facebook, think about what are the ways to kind of maximize maybe some of the, the good that Facebook can do and, and minimize that harm. Something interesting I saw reported the other day, and I know that it's not news to those paying attention, but the second biggest political spender of ads on Facebook is Facebook. It seems like Facebook is doing a lot to protect or even change the public image of itself. Do you think Facebook knows it's in big trouble this time? I think so. They have a massive lobbying effort on Capitol Hill. They spend so much on their PR and their communications. And I think that Facebook knows, especially because, again, Congress is talking about having Mark Zuckerberg come and testify and answer some of these tough questions about why didn't you share this research with us earlier? For now, he he doesn't have a date that he's set to appear, but he could very well be you know, subpoenaed to come forth. And that would not be a comfortable conversation for him or the company. So Facebook has to be worried about that. Of course, Mark Zuckerberg has testified several times before. Right. How would this time be different? I think, again, the fact that you have members of Congress who are trying to, in their view, protect the children, who were asking very specific questions um, about what he knew about the effects of his products on children and that he wasn't, in their view, forthcoming. That's different than, whoopsie, I made a mistake, right? In the past, it's been, whoopsie, I made this mistake with Cambridge Analytica. I won't do it again, Senator. I am so sorry. But to have to confront a senator who feels lied to, who feels that you evaded him or her, I think that's going to be a, a new level of intensity that we haven't seen. And in some of these ads, in some of these, this public messaging, Facebook is saying, sure, we support 
reforms to regulations of social media. But do you think Facebook really thinks Facebook needs to be fixed? No, I don't think that Facebook thinks it is fundamentally broken the way that its critics and maybe more and more of lawmakers and the public do. Facebook always says it can do better, always says it's trying to tweak things and improve things. But Facebook, you know, ultimately the company thinks it does more good than harm. And that was sort of the point of that metaphor, that car metaphor that Adam Masseri, the head of Instagram, used that was dunked on by a lot of people. But that's essentially what it boils down to is their perspective is that like automobiles, Facebook causes indisputably more good than bad. It makes a lot of money doing it. And it makes a ton of money doing it. Shireen, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Recode Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and mixed by Paul Robert Mouncey. Do you think the best way to fix Facebook is just to delete your account? Let us know. Email us at recodedaily at recode.net.